now it's time for the only show that doesn't care about ratings, Witness Radio, with your host, Ryan Muniak. That's right. This is the only show that doesn't care about ratings because our sole purpose is to save souls on purpose. Do you use iTunes, iHeartRadio, or some other radio app? You can subscribe to Witness Radio and be notified every time we have a new show. You can also visit witnesstalkradio.org to stream or download each episode. Anyone else doing the SNL Roxbury head bob right now? You know you are. <laughs> I recently had an interview with two gay guys that claim to be in love, but I don't think they understand the difference between love and lust. What about you? Do you know the difference? You're listening to Witness Radio. Lust is all about feelings, whereas love is an unyielding commitment and dedication toward a person. Lust is fleeting, but love lasts a lifetime. Lust is all about you, while love is all about others. You see, many people feel like they're in love because they think it's just that, a feeling. Now, don't get me wrong, love can definitely be felt, but it isn't just an emotion. Now, does that mean that homosexuals can't love one another? Of course not. But for many people, love is confused with the feeling of lust, regardless of their sexual preference. We're, we're here at the uh, Pride Festival in Cincinnati, Ohio, and we're talking with Derek and Steve. Now, guys, it, I obviously know why you're here. But for the listeners who can't see uh, the rainbow stripe suspenders and stuff like that, why are you here today? To show our love. To be able to get married for once and not be illegal. Okay. I grew up thinking I was gay, knowing I was gay, and knowing that I could not be married because it was illegal. Being scared. Okay. So uh, I take it that you two are a couple. Yes. So-so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, wait a minute, wait a minute. You say yes and you say so-so. What, what does that mean? Yeah. We'll go with yes. We'll go with yes. Okay. So, now, you, you were talking about marriage a minute ago. Are, are you planning to marry each other? Because I don't know if he's serious about that. Premature. That's very premature. We haven't premature, graduated yeah. yet, so yeah. got to get that on track. Okay, so you guys are just having fun right now. Yes, sir. We are. So, uh, guys, uh, you know, yesterday there was a big announcement, a big ruling that happened in the uh, Supreme Court where they said gay marriage is legal in America. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Do you think that's okay? Do you think uh, it should be celebrated? Do you think it was wrong? I think it's amazing and I think that um, Cincinnati Pride was scheduled perfectly because, you know, we're celebrating a time in history you know, that Equality is 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 now at, at at a max, you know, and we're we're celebrating not only, you know, something something that we've been fighting for for a long time, but something that's 
very like near and dear to our hearts. So we are celebrating, you know, two people loving each other. And, you know, like sometimes we fight about, you know, slavery and sometimes we fight about, you know, something else. But this is this is two people just making vows to each other. And, you know, and it's 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 love and it's it's equality and love it's a lot love. of things. It's a, it's a lot of things. It's, it's a lot of adjectives that I can't even explain right now. And and the fact that I'm with somebody and I feel comfortable hugging somebody right now as I speak on this microphone means a lot in the, the fact that I feel comfortable and the fact that our the, our United States you know backs us up on that is is an amazing thing so so what do you guys think about those that are opposed to the ruling uh, for example a lot of Christians are opposed to the ruling what do you guys think thoughts on that and please try and keep it clean no it's fine uh biblically it doesn't i mean i'm not gonna say it doesn't make sense because it does make sense but i mean god said not to eat shrimp but are we eating shrimp you know god said this and are we doing that you know and like i'm not gonna say that that's a bad thing to do you know i mean i got sushi last week does that make that out like does that mean i'm a sinner you know i'm like so it's 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 hard to justify justify something that was was written 3,500 years ago. They say Christ died for our sins, but they're protesting with that sign. What right. does that mean? Love is love, but he and died for our sins. What is, it doesn't. What defines a sin? Right. You know, and so, I mean, you steal a minute or two. You know, like what defines a sin? And is is me loving somebody a sin? So I don't. I feel like there's a lot of dotted lines between what is and isn't a sin and what is and isn't Christianity and I feel like that's always going to be a dotted line no matter what I am or who he is or if forever and always you know so it's always going to be a dotted line and there's always going to be controversy so I would literally describe this entire experience as a dotted line I would die for someone I love whether it's a guy or a girl LGBT anything as long as it's love. Okay. So, uh, you know, one, one of the things that, that Christians say is that, uh, that homosexuality is a sin. And, and they say that it's, it's according to the Bible. Now, I actually have a Bible on me. And I've, and I've got one of those verses marked. Could I share, show that verse to you guys and get your, get your thoughts on that verse? Yeah, sure. You show yeah, me the fine. Bible, I'll show you a bottle of champagne in my pocket. <laughs> Tell me an Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> now, just because I, I have this out, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to judge you guys or, or no, condemn you, you or anything. I just want to get your thoughts on, on what this says, okay? And where is it? Okay. All right, so it's First uh, Corinthians chapter 6, right. starting in verse 9. Okay. And it says... Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. So, let me get... Let me get your guys' thoughts on that, um, and I'll leave it open so, in case you guys want to look at it again. Um, I would say the nor word is a lot, you know. 
so we're just saying nor this nor that um i would think for the better half you know there's a lot of things that you know that aren't acceptable and there's some things that are acceptable and and in biblical all sins are sin but i feel like some things are more dramatic than other um i just feel that sometimes i'm not trying to exhaust the example of the shrimp but in biblically it means that it's not acceptable to eat shrimp biblically it's unacceptable to do a lot of things and i feel like that sometimes things are exhaustive and we are in a time that is way different than 35 you know 100 years ago when you know things were way different society performed a different way now we are in a very more acceptable generation and i think that we need to do indulge in that moment and i think we need to indulge in society right now and i think that that we are just in a moment and and in a society that is accepting and i think we need to just to to get on that bandwagon and i i i, I don't say it i don't know why we would get on a book and i don't i don't know i mean I, I get that it's a biblical book and i get that somehow this bible is somehow a script of our life you know and it's it's called i mean if i found a book i'm i'm a student if i found a textbook sometimes i'm not going to follow it verbatim because sometimes society is different than practical you know like reality you know and sometimes they say you learn things uh, practical versus in a textbook so i i think that out in reality things are going to be different and they're always going to be different and i i stand by that and i i i'm just gonna you know just status quo is not always what's what's written let me ask you this though yeah um now this was this is obviously a, a list of uh sins right uh things that would uh keep you from getting to the kingdom of god or getting into heaven um, so, uh, obviously, according to the Bible, the only other place to go is hell. So, stay tuned to hear the rest of the interview with Derek and Steve. Imagine Jesus walking onto your local college campus. What would he say? Would he be like Matthew chapter 9, seeing the people harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd? And say, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. At Christian Collegiate Network, we are sending workers into the harvest. We are training students how to proclaim the glorious gospel, not only in the way that they live their lives, but how to speak to the campus community about the gospel. If you want to support our ministry at Christian Collegiate Network by becoming a campus leader or financially, go to changeyourcampus.com. Christian Collegiate Network, changeyourcampus.com. Ratings. We don't need no stupid ratings. You're listening to Witness Radio with Ryan Muriak. <coughs> but we like Ryan. <coughs> We do! Just go to witnesstalkradio.org. If you want to grow in your understanding of God's Word and learn to study the Bible for yourself, join Pastor Andrew Rappaport as he teaches each week from the Word of God. The teaching is free through the Internet, but paid students receive a syllabus for each course with extra study materials. The cost is only $50 per year with special pricing for church groups. And you get to choose from the School of Biblical Hermeneutics or the School of Systematic Theology. Sign up today for Striving for Eternity Academy. Details at strivingforeternity.org. Why, I mean, looking at this list, does it concern you at all that that it includes 
men who practice homosexuality in this list of, of sins for people that aren't going to heaven. I'm going wherever I f- love. No cussing, no cussing. Oh, wow. Got to watch your mouth, okay? I'm going where I love. And if that means hell, I'll go there and I will be with the one I love. Yeah, I, um, I did say nor, which was um, a word you used pretty frequently. So I think... Yeah, that's... It's- yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we we are we are using nor I think more loosely than we should be, and so we are using everything as a sin relative to itself, and I don't think that's a good thing necessarily because I feel like you, if you had raped somebody, no, like versus you had stolen a piece of gum can be very controversial, like com- controversial when uh relative to sinning so biblically that means that they are like those both of those things are considered the same sin and you know so it's like it's like i think that using those things as or like nor and bringing those things together and saying those things comparatively i don't think that's i think it's right i don't i don't know i don't I wouldn't say it's, I guess right isn't the best word to say, but comparing them is, is, is a far stretch. So I get what you're saying and in saying you're like, you're naming these things, but I, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't think that they are comparative. I don't think that they should be used together comparative at all. I don't, I mean, well, let me, let me go to a different one real quick. Um, like sexually, the, the sexually immoral. You know, should it concern people who are sexually immoral, or should it concern idolaters that this says that they sh- they won't go to heaven? I said, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like uh, throw out the keyword. Should they concern? I think it's it's all on base of belief, and the fact that you said should they believe is it, I I feel like it's pretty evident that a lot of people don't believe it, and if they do or don't, I mean that's personal preference. Well, so, what about you guys? Are are are, are you concerned? Um, you know, if you're an idolater, would you be concerned? Right, right, right. Well, you're like reemphasizing the question: Are you okay? So, like, it matters if you're saying should we or should are you. So, as of us, I, I, am I not. I'm in love. I don't exactly. care. I don't. I'm in I don't love. Yeah, I don't think that we should concern ourselves on two words in a Bible or you know five words in some sort of biblical text that I'm supposed to live by, you know, so should we? No, I don't. I mean, I, I'm not, I mean, I'm a Christian and I, I am homosexual and like that's, I don't and think I'm accepted that. accepted by my peers for being a homosexual Christian. Exactly. So I don't, I don't think that that should be, I don't think a book should define me because I mean, you know, Something that somebody writ- like wrote, you know, last Thursday doesn't define who I am. Somebody who wrote something thousands of years ago doesn't f- define who I am today. So I, I, I as an individual, I'm not going to follow anything that is supposed to govern me. That so, was written a thousand years ago, and it's been changed every mm, fair. every freaking. So now let me let me ask you guys this question: You, you both uh, profess to be Christians. Um, what what makes you uh, Christians or or in other words, uh, we saw the list of how you don't go to heaven. Right. How does someone, a Christian, how do you go to heaven? Um, I'm not an avid heaven-hell person. And I think that's like a touchy subject for a lot of people. 
Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I guess you might be asking the wrong person, but I don't believe in hell or hell as of the moment. Um, I do believe in God, and that's like in a loose term because I. I don't know. I haven't experienced it, and I and none of us know until until we do experience it. You know, so it's really it's it's really hard to justify the unknown, and so sometimes people take sides on the unknown, and I think that's not the greatest approach to the entire the the situation like in entirety. So I'm just gonna go with I. You know, it's it's the unknown, and we're all in the same situation, and we're all partnered together, which is why it stems back to you know we we might as well love somebody and be in the unknown together. You know, so it's it's it's, it's all stems back to, to the same approach, the same understanding, the same the same concept. And, and what about you? Let me let me reiterate the question. God, I'm talking a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you, you profess to be a Christian, and we went through a list of. Uh, basically don't do's uh, or you won't go to heaven what do you have to do to go to heaven as a Christian just love your neighbor honestly I'm gay I know I'm Catholic baptized confirma- or confirmation went through all of that everything all the sacraments and if I went through every sacrament in the eyes of the church and I'm still not accepted for who I am then something's wrong in that sense because I love my neighbor. I treat them like I treat myself, like the golden rule. Take Eucharist, take the communion, everything. And if I'm still not accepted, then something's wrong with the church. I did everything by the rules and I'm not accepted, then you go back to the rules. Honestly, I feel bad saying this, but something might honestly be wrong with the rules. If I... If I lived the Catholic lifestyle, I went to Catholic grade school, high school, all that stuff, and I know I'm gay, self-proclaimed, and if that's still wrong, then either I'm wrong in the eyes of God, or I'm not one of his children, or something's wrong with the rules in the church, in the Bible, or they've been changing their rules for years. Real quick, no, before you... We're going Grab your beer. We're what, going. Why are you guys going? Because I'm not very Catholic, and I do not like the church. Did, he said, did, he did, said did, uh, did I say... eating shrimp becomes acceptable over the years. This is oh, a no, time no, no. where homosexual is becoming shrimp acceptable is over the years. No, so no, we're no. done. No, we're no. done. The church did, needs to change the did, did I say something to offend you guys? No, I said... No, no, I didn't. I say said, that. "What do you say about eating shrimp as a simplicity?" And he said, "Oh, that's one of the principles that has become acceptable over the years. Homosexuality, as of yesterday, has become acceptable over the years. So we're done. We're done. We're done. Two people. Am I not a person? Oh, hey, guys. Are we not people? No. Let's go. Am I not? You guys. Both of you. You gay rights. And this is the judgment." The light has come into the world, and people loved the darkness rather than the light, because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light, and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. John chapter 3 verses 19 and 20. If you couldn't tell at the end, Derek figured out we were a Christian radio show while talking to my friend off the air. His demeanor changed drastically.
He wanted nothing more than to get as far away from us as possible. Not only that, but Derek also became filled with hatred toward us, even though we hadn't said anything offensive. Are you wondering what my friend was talking to him about? Shellfish! A common criticism of biblical ethics goes like this. Those Christians, they just pick and choose the Bible verses they like while ignoring the rest. Verses that say you can't eat pork or shellfish, wear t-shirts made of two different kinds of fabric, and you must execute a person who breaks the Sabbath. A person who makes such an argument is just picking the verses they like while ignoring the rest. But I digress. The books of the law describe the need for sacrifices to atone for sin so that worshipers could approach a holy God. Included in those instructions are rules for ceremonial cleansing. You could eat certain foods, but not others. You had to wear certain forms of dress. You couldn't come in contact with certain things, and so on. Some rules were instructions about not imitating the customs of the pagan people around them. Basically, the point was this. God's people were to be pure. Compared to a holy God, were spiritually unclean and cannot be in His presence without first being purified. The Old Testament hints that all these rules and regulations pointed towards something else. That's Jesus Christ, who fulfilled the law and the prophets. He declared all foods clean. He touched lepers to heal them. He raised the dead to life. He fulfilled the laws of the Sabbath. When Jesus died on the cross, atoning for our sins, the temple veil tore from top to bottom, symbolizing that God was no longer separate from his people, nor would he dwell in places built by human hands. Jesus is our fellowship with God. We now have access to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord, the way, the truth, and the life. We're able to keep the commands of the whole Bible when we understand the text. Sadly, many people who profess Christ treat homosexuality like it's the unforgivable sin. But, in reality, homosexuals are normal people, just like you and me. The only difference is that Christians have turned from their sinful nature and placed their trust in Jesus Christ, giving them new hearts with new desires. But many Christians seem to forget the sinful lifestyles that they left behind. You see, we need to love homosexuals, just like we love any other sinful person in need of the gospel. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Eternal life is offered to everyone that repents and believes in Jesus. This is true love, the greatest love of all time. Can it be a fire conference that isn't dopey and heretical? You betcha. In New Jersey, no less. Tom's River specifically. Check out Jersey Fire. Who is going to be at this great evangelistic equipping conference? None other than Dan Phillips from Pyromaniacs, Carl Kirby Jr., Andrew Rappaport, all equipping you at the great Jersey Fire conference. Find out more now at jerseyfire.org. Questions. There's a lot of those flying around, and chances are you've got a few of your own. To make things worse, it seems you can't make a move without bumping into others with the same questions. In this scientific age that supposedly disproves the Bible, it's hard to know what to believe. Wouldn't it be nice if you could find solid scientific and biblical answers? That's exactly what you can expect from Answers in Genesis. Not only that, we have something for everyone, from kids to adults. Whether it's conferences, the website, radio, books, DVDs, curriculum, or the Answers magazine, the goal remains the same, to give you answers from the Bible and science beginning in Genesis. As a matter of fact, we're so dedicated to these answers, we built a 70,000-square-foot creation museum to point you in one direction. 
to show why the Bible's history and gospel based in that history is true. The Bible's history will come to life as you encounter 160 exhibits, theaters, and a breathtaking planetarium. So, if you find yourself searching for answers in today's skeptical world, check us out and prepare to believe. Cannibalism is okay as long as you're not actually hurting somebody. Wouldn't eating someone hurt them? I'm trying to do the best I can. There's only one way to have your sins forgiven. As born-again Christians, part of our duty is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or have never witnessed before, Witness Radio has something for you. Tune in next time to strengthen your faith and learn how to defend it. Go to witnesstalkradio.org. That's witnesstalkradio.org. Now, let me ask you, do you love homosexuals enough to share the gospel with them? Well, here's a few statistics from cdc.org that might fuel your fire. Gay and bisexual men are more severely affected by HIV than any other group in the United States. One out of five of them don't even know that they have HIV. LGBT youth are more than twice as likely to attempt suicide compared to their heterosexual peers. And the LGB community is at a higher risk of depression, substance abuse, and suicide. These people are hurting because their conscience bears witness that they are living in sin, just like Romans 1 talks about. That's why they turn to drugs, alcohol, sexual lifestyles, and suicide. The next time you have an opportunity to talk with a homosexual, give them the gospel. Give them hope for the hopeless. You're listening to Witness Radio. Now, another argument that was brought up was the reliability of the Bible. So here's Mark Spence from Living Waters to address that issue. The most common objection I hear concerning the Bible is that it can't be trusted as God's Word because, well, it was written by man and everyone knows that men make mistakes. In actuality, the Bible was written through men by God. And speaking of how the scriptures are written, 2 Peter 1 tells us that holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. The Bible writers were not inspired as great artists or inspired to produce great art. The word translated inspired, it means God breathed. It literally conveys the idea of God breathing out the scriptures. Man was the instrument used by God to convey his thoughts in the Bible. Now, the Bible is not one book, but 66 compiled under one binding, written over a period of 1,500 years by about 40 different authors from all walks of life, from varying occupations, written in three different languages on three different continents, during times of peace and in times of war. The Bible's authors wrote exactly what God wanted them to write on hundreds of controversial subjects, yet with absolute harmony from the beginning to the end. Now think about this. Say we interviewed five people of the same nationality, working at the same job, living in the same town during the same year, and we asked each one of them to speak their mind on one controversial subject. What are the chances that they're going to agree? And yet despite all the differences in the lives of those who pen the scriptures, the Bible is absolutely harmonious from beginning to end. The Bible's remarkable continuity is evidence of its divine origin. And this unity is due to the fact that ultimately it has one author, God. The Bible served as a basis for modern scientific pursuits. 
In fact, modern science was birthed in the 17th century because of a belief in an unchanging God of order, purpose, and consistency, the God portrayed in the Bible. It is filled with numerous medical and scientific facts and has been at the forefront of modern-day science. When scientists thought that the earth was flat, the Bible described the true shape of the earth and how it is suspended on nothing. Before oceans were explored, the Bible knew of the existing valleys and fountains and springs down in its depths. It even mentioned the hydrologic cycle with great clarity thousands of years before science even had a drop of insight. It is the only spiritual book that contains fulfilled prophecy. Messianic prophecy, for example, foretold us that the Messiah would be born of a virgin in Bethlehem and that he would be rejected by his own people, yet bear their iniquities and save his people from their sin, which ultimately came to fruition at the cross when Jesus proclaimed, it is finished. The Bible is God's living and powerful word. It can be trusted because it is inerrant, inspired, and infallible. And though it has no contradictions, it certainly does have mistakes. The first one was when man rejected God back in the garden. Don't do the same. Next week, I'll share another interview from the Cincinnati Gay Pride Festival, this one with a very different outcome. Until then, the fields are ripe for the harvest. So what are you waiting for? Get out there and share your faith. May God bless you. Witness Radio has been brought to you by the Muniac family.